Hey everybody, hey listen, it is uh, great to be back here on a Sunday evening with all of you. And uh, listen, I'm excited, we're picking up from where we left off in Daniel chapter 11. And uh, we're going to be looking at a message tonight regarding Antichrist. Uh, the message is titled, Say Hello to Antichrist. But first of all, let's point out some of the obvious things. That's January 17th, and just a few days from now we're going to have an inauguration, we think. And there's a whole lot of things that just keep on shaking. And I'm going to do my best to help us get sorted out in the right direction. Because I know this, there's a whole lot of fake news that's out there. But we have the good news. We have the Bible. And we're going to be able to take it apart. And we're going to look at what the Bible says. And keep this in mind. We're not going to get to this passage tonight. But in Daniel chapter 12, Daniel is told this by the angel. In that day, in the last days, the wicked will see what is going on and they will not understand. In other words, everybody in the world is going to know something's wrong. Uh, but the wicked will see it and they're not going to understand. But the wise, those who know the Word, those who know what the Bible says regarding the second coming of Christ, will look at it and the wise will understand. And this just so happens to be one of those passages that we're going to be getting to in just a second where it helps us to understand where we are on the prophetic time scale of the return of the Lord Jesus. Jesus Christ. So with that, a little bit of, of a reminder of where we've been in Daniel chapter 11, up to verse 35, that's where we left off. Uh, all of that was history, but where we are going to now in the Bible is all coming in the future. There are things that the Bible gives us to, uh, when we look at the Bible, we can look at the current events of the world and we can say, aha, are we living in those days? Is it just my imagination? Or is this indeed what the Bible is warning us about. So how do we know that the Bible uh, was all passed up to verse 35 in Daniel chapter 11, but beginning in verse 36, actually partway through verse 35, it shifts to the future and the kingdom of the Antichrist? Well, let's get going there. As we do this, as I mentioned, as we say hello to the Antichrist. So a couple of reasons why we can know regarding uh, Daniel chapter 11, where we're going tonight, is still future, the kingdom of the Antichrist. First of all, it's because in chapter 11 through verse four, uh, 35, all of those events are history. Uh, they were events that were fulfilled in the past. However, when we get to verse 36, there is nothing that has been yet fulfilled. Uh, so we can look from verse 36 on and we can realize all of the events from verse 36 on are, uh, are our future. By the way, uh, this is interesting because most Bible scholars will go right up to verse 35 and they will take the Bible literally because you can prove it historically. But when they shift to verse 36, all of a sudden, these are those who say you can't believe in the, the Bible regarding the prophecies of the second coming of Christ, you know, that type of thing, the replacement theology category, all of that, and the many others that say, no, don't pay attention prophecies. Uh, they'll take up to verse 35 literally because it's all history. They get to verse 36 and they just start to spiritualize it. And they say, no, this can't possibly be talking about a kingdom of the future with the Antichrist. Uh, it's just, it, it means something else. It doesn't actually mean what the Bible says it means. 
But the Bible does say what it means, and it means what it says. So one last thing to look at before we see what is coming, and it's this. I'm often asked, why would you study Bible prophecy? Or in this case, let's be specific, why would you study Bible prophecy in regards to the Antichrist? Well, there's three simple reasons. One reason is because it is in the Bible. As such, God put it there so that we would read it and study it. A second reason is because there's something that God wants us to specifically know about the days, especially for the days of those who are living in those days when the kingdom of Antichrist is coming around. By the way, we're even going to see this in just a minute. We, we read, we're only going to look at a few verses. We're going to see this where God has determined that this Antichrist is going to rise up and God wants us to know. Listen, the events that we are reading about or about to read about are all future events. In Daniel chapter 11, verse 40, we are told at the time of the end. Therefore, we can know that this is speaking about the time of the end. And then also in Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. In fact, Daniel chapter 10, 11, and 12 are all part of these visions that Daniel had, and he's given the, the interpretation. So it's all flowing together. So Daniel chapter 11, verse 40, at the time of the end. Daniel chapter 12, verse 1. At that time, there shall be trouble such as never was since there was a nation. And this is what Jesus is referring to when in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says, for then there will be great tribulation. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven, and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn. Uh, that's an overview of what is coming uh, that Jesus gives us in, in uh, Matthew chapter 24. But there's going to be this great tribulation. All all of the earth is going to mourn when it happens. I look at events right now and people are telling me, well, uh, uh, Pastor Tom, listen, I think we're in the tribulation now. In fact, I get emails all the time and I'm sure some of you are going to email me tonight or even comment on YouTube or whatever and say, we're in the tribulation. Listen, we are not in the tribulation period. The tribulation period is going to be much worse than what we are currently experiencing. And I've been saying this uh, all throughout 2020 and, all, and, and now I think uh, anybody who denies it before starting to realize, well, I think you were right. I was saying all through 2020 that we're going to look back on 2020 and say those were the good old days. Here we are, what, two weeks, two and a half weeks into 2021, and people are already starting to say that. And listen, I got bad news for you. I think that things are going to continue to get worse. Why do I say that? Because the Bible likens the events of the last days as increasing in frequency and intensity like birth pains upon a pregnant woman. The events Listen, in the events of Daniel chapter 11, these events that we're going to read about with the rise of Antichrist, and then on into the end of chapter 11 and into chapter 12, are all future events. God has written them for us so that we can know what is coming, and when we see the world taking on the form that is described herein, we can know uh, the, the, that the world is making their preparations for a king 
like the one that is described here, the Antichrist. There's many people that say, no way. But there are many leaders that are saying, look, we are looking for that man. We are looking for a person to solve our problems, for a person to lead this global system. And it's quite obvious, these elites, there's world rulers that are developing this global system. We're watching in our world where the President of the United States has been censored. You watch these crazy things that are going on. Listen, it is about controlling the voices. It's about controlling the narrative. It's about you if you speak uh, on, the, on the right or if you speak biblically. It's about censoring your voice because there's only one voice that's going to want to be heard in those days, and that is the voice of Antichrist. Listen, the third reason to study Bible prophecy, or specifically regarding Antichrist, is this. Because we can know the times in which we live that we would prepare our hearts and keep ourselves ready because Jesus is coming. Listen, that we would know. The Bible tells us, Jesus said the first sign, when he's asked by the disciples, what's the sign of your coming and the end of the age? He's, the first sign he gave them was deception. You've got to admit right now, there's deception that is coming from everywhere. So much deception. As everybody's being deceived. Being deceived on the right, being deceived on the left. Don't you be deceived. The coming of the lawless one. He is evil. He is wicked. He is full of deception and delusion and discouragement and depression and all these different things. We are getting knocked off center. We have the Word of God to center us. And by, the Bible gives us Bible prophecy, specifically even about Antichrist, so that we can understand the days in which we live. Folks, I believe, listen carefully, I believe we are living in those days. Um, by the way, people ask me, do you think Antichrist is alive now? I, listen, I, I, I look at everything that's happening. I do. I really do believe he's alive now. I don't know who he is. I'm sure some of you out there want to tell me who he is. Listen, I don't know who he is. I don't want to know who he is. I know who Jesus is, and that's what's important. But I do believe he's alive. I do believe he's well, uh, and waiting for that place uh, where he's going to become uh, the anointed king of this world. And I believe by the time we're done here over the next few minutes, you're going to say, you know what? It looks like this world is absolutely prepared for that. So let's get going. It's just a few verses. Let's start Daniel chapter. 11, actually start in verse 35 where we left off last time. Because verse 35 makes a switch from history past into what is coming in the future. Verse 35, Daniel chapter 11, and some of those of understanding shall fall to refine them, purify them, and make them white until the time of the end. So this was a pro, it was looking back at history for us, it's already been fulfilled. For Daniel, it was all future, right? Uh, but Daniel was looking, it was talking about Antiochus Epiphanes. We saw that before. I'm not going to get into that. If you missed that, you can go back and pick that up on video. Oh, by the way, I forgot to announce, not only are we on YouTube, we are also finally on Rumble. So uh, you can go there. You can check it out on Rumble. I'm going to ask people to, to uh, start going over to Rumble and subscribe to that because this message tonight is on Facebook. It's on YouTube, also on Rumble. Uh, so we'll, and, and by the way, our new website's getting ready to be launched should be launched this, this coming week. And uh, we'll, we will start having all of our videos on there. Uh, we're going to figure out a way to host them. I don't know exactly how yet, but we're going to get there. But back to verse 35, you got past and then you got future. Uh, um, uh, so, and some of those of understanding shall fall to refine them, purify them and make them white until the time 
of the end because it is still for the appointed time. So again, we're launched forward. Then the king, verse 36, this is specific regarding Antichrist. Definitely not about Antiochus Epiphanes anymore. Then the king shall do according to his own will. He shall exalt and magnify himself above every god, shall speak blasphemies against the god of gods, and shall prosper until the wrath has been accomplished. For what has been determined shall be done. Notice God says that. What has been determined shall be done. It will happen. God is determined. Listen, Antichrist is a judgment. The world's going to receive him as their Savior, but he's actually a, the, a final judgment that has come upon this planet. The world wants to be, uh, wants to be deceived. The world doesn't want Jesus. God says, I'm going to send you strong delusion that you'll believe the lie. The ultimate lie is that they'll believe in Antichrist. God has determined it. Antichrist is a judgment. And by the way, you might be thinking we're in a delusion right now. I think this world is in a delusion. But there's even a greater delusion that's coming. But the world is being prepared. But God says He's determined it. Verse 37, He shall regard neither the God of His fathers nor the desire of women. And what is that about? The desire of women. We're going to see that in a few minutes. Nor regard any God, for He shall exalt Himself above them all. But in their place He shall honor a God of fortresses and a God which His fathers did not know. He shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones and pleasant things. Thus he shall act against the strongest fortresses with a foreign God, which he shall acknowledge and advance its glory. And he shall cause them to rule over many, and he will divide the land for gain. Listen, that's not a lot of verses, but there is an awful lot going on here. Listen, that's five things, five main points. You ready? These are all fairly fast. But number one, what do we see? We see, number one, the will of Antichrist. Look at this, verse 36, first part of verse 36 again. Then the king shall do according to his own will. Uh, Antichrist will do what he pleases, limited only to what God allows him to do. Uh, Revelation tells us that God is going to allow him to do certain things. We'll see that in a few minutes. Antichrist is not subject to anyone but himself. Of course, again, only what God allows him to do. And again, Antichrist is a judgment on this world. Antichrist is not subject to anyone but himself. He's not listening to a cabinet or anyone else. He is acting according to his own will. Something we know from other Bible texts and reconfirmed here is that regarding his will, his will will be in harmony with the devil himself. Just as the will of Jesus was in perfect harmony with the Father, so Antichrist, his will is going to be in harmony with the will of the devil. Revelation chapter 13 uh, verses 1 and 2 uh, John writes he says I saw a beast and on his heads a blasphemous name the dragon gave him his power his throne and his great authority this is coming from Satan himself who is empowering this man the Antichrist and 2nd Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 9 says the coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan it is Satan who is empowering in this man. And it is Satan who had a problem with his own will. It's Satan who said, you can read, you've read this in the Old Testament. It's Satan who said, I will be like the Most High. This lawless man, Antichrist, has the same problem of setting his will against God. Satan has empowered this Antichrist to do his own will. 
he wants to be worshipped just as Satan wants to be worshipped. And he will be worshipped. Um, think of this, okay? You ready? Revelation chapter 13, you've probably heard this a thousand times by now. Revelation chapter 13 tells us that he, between Antichrist and false prophet, will cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, everybody in, on the planet, to receive the mark or the, uh, of the uh, beast, or, uh, it, and they're required to worship the... In fact, I'm, <laughs> I'm getting all mixed up. Let me read it to you. Revelation chapter 13. This is exactly what the Bible says here. Uh, regarding this, my Bible's falling apart. Right? He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here's wisdom. Let him who has understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and that number is 666. Listen, we'll get into the, the identity of the 666 in a future message, but that's not it right now. What really is interesting here is you must worship Antichrist or his image or both. And if you do not, you will not be able to buy or sell. In other words, everything is going to be controlled. You won't be able to get on a train. You won't be able to go to the grocery store. You won't be able to go into a restaurant. Uh, you won't be able to pay your water bill. You won't be able to pay your mortgage. You won't be able to pay your rent if you're renting. Uh, you won't be able to buy a car. You won't have gasoline. You won't be able to do any traveling. You'll be locked out of everything. Your bank account will be gone. Uh, it will be frozen. All the money will be gone and distributed to other people. That's the idea. And that's that's the talk that we are hearing right now. So when we look at that, and then you see things like this. Um, in fact, let me fix this all for you who are watching this right now. Move this over here a little bit. I didn't know it was going to mess up like that. Beijing orders passengers to scan QR health codes before entering Uber. So there's one of the things already. So we're already being taught about this. You can't buy or sell. You're not going to be able to enter Uber unless you're scanned regarding health. Right now it's for health. Uh, here's this one. I'm pregnant. Uh, you, can, you can see this one. EU leaders demand standardized vaccine passport for travel. Uh, then there is this one. Denmark introducing COVID uh, vaccine passport. So we see these things. Well, listen, we are being prepared for these things. Um, we, we hear about uh, uh, social distancing. I believe it's actually social conditioning is what's really taking place. Um, listen, we're wearing a mask. I believe a mask is just preparation for identification. We are losing our own identity by wearing the mask. Have you thought of that? We are losing our own identity. And listen, the time is coming when we are going to be given a different identity. That of belonging, Revelation chapter 13, to the Antichrist, the one who demands that we worship him. Uh, so we have a mask. Uh, we're used to be marked by this mask already. In fact, if you go out in public, you aren't wearing a mask. You get publicly shamed in many parts of the country and in many parts of the world. So you look at this. It's not, I don't believe it's about social distancing. I don't believe that at all. I believe it's about social conditioning, and we are being conditioned. And then you look at all of the talk. You're not going to be able to travel. You're not going to be able to do this. You're not going to be able to do that uh, unless you have this vaccine. Preparation 
for the time that's coming where no one can buy or sell unless they worship the Antichrist and uh, receive the mark of the beast. Folks, we're almost there. We are there. So God gives us his word so that we can know the days in which we live. And even with the understanding of Antichrist, we can say, aha, this world is being prepared for that. So number one is will of Antichrist. I said there's five things. Number two is the way of Antichrist. Look at this verse, verse 36 again. Then the king shall do according to his own will. He shall exalt and magnify himself above every god, shall speak blasphemies against the god of gods, and shall prosper till the wrath has been accomplished. For what he what has been determined shall be done. So here we have the way of Antichrist. What is the way of Antichrist? Pretty simple. He has a big mouth. Here it tells us he has a big mouth. He shall exalt and magnify himself above every God, speaking blasphemies against the God of gods. He's got a big mouth. Uh, Daniel chapter 7, verse 25, tells us that he shall speak pompous words against the Most High. Revelation chapter 13, verse 5, tells us that he will be given a mouth speaking great things and blasphemy. So, Antichrist, he's got a big mouth. That's part of his way. What's well, another part of his way? He has a big mouth. He also be, has big plans. He will confirm a covenant. We know that from Daniel chapter 9. He's going to confirm a covenant with many. He's going to break it in the middle of the week, in the middle of the seven year period. He's going to confirm an, a covenant with Israel and the many other nations. He will co confirm a covenant. And according to verse 39, it tells us here that he will divide the land for gain. Now that land is specific about Israel and then even more specific about Jerusalem. Now I have some friends that say that's not actually what this means. Listen, we're going to get into this part of the covenant next week. I find it actually uh, very fascinating. Um, we're going to get into some other things next week too. But here, he's going to confirm a covenant. I believe he's going to divide the land for gain. Again, that's going to be next week's message. But note again that in verse 36, um, he, he does according to his own will. In other words, he does what he pleases and what he pleases to do are things that are against God, and he blasphemies God. He has a big mouth, and he has a, a big plans. His ultimate blasphemy is to deny the existence of God. That is what is happening uh, right now in our society today. We're being prepared. People don't want to hear anything about God. The Democratic National uh, uh, Platform is to uh, not bring the mention of God in there, just completely remove it. Uh, and you look, you go, okay, What's the direction of this world? We have abortions that are still on the rise. Uh, that, are, that we're still murdering millions of babies, well over a million babies already worldwide just in January alone. Yes, the United States is absolutely complicit. We haven't repented. And folks, I believe that we need to repent. Uh, I, it's just absolutely horrible. We've removed God from virtually everything, and now we're suffering consequences. And let me tell you something, the consequences are going to be uh, much worse that are coming. And by the way, if you, this is basically how consequences work and what it means. 
means. If you make this choice, this will be your sequence of events. If you make this choice, then this will be your sequence of events. Right now, uh, the United States of America and, and virtually the world have made some very bad choices to remove God. And uh, we are experiencing a sequence of events where God says, professing to be wise, I'll show them to be fools. And that's what we got. We need to turn from those decisions and repent and turn to the Lord. That is our only hope. Uh, in 2021, it is very easy to see how people's minds have already been shaped to receive this one called Antichrist, who will blaspheme the God of heaven. Uh, Revelation chapter 13, verses 3 and 4 says, All the world marveled, and they followed the beast. So they worshiped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. And they worshiped the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with the beast? So he's going to come on the scene, and he's going to be absolutely crushing, absolutely devastating to everyone. And then let me show you this. Uh, look at this. This is, this is real. This is out of New York. You can see it up there on your screen. Uh, the New York State Senate. You can go to their website unless they've taken it down by now, but it was here, up here during this week. The New York State Senate. Uh, I'm guessing, I, I would like to think they've gotten all kinds of heat of, from this by now, but Assembly Bill A416. Here it is. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. It's rather lengthy, but again, you can read it yourself, but I'm going to read a little bit of it to you. Again, hey Gabe, can you put it back up there? Make sure you check that out. Assembly Bill A416, New York. All you can do is go nysenate.gov, their website, and you can follow along uh, with me on this. But I'm just going to read a portion of this to you. Here it is. This is introduced. And uh, uh, it's regarding health. It's an act to amend, here it is, their own words, to amend the public health law in relation to the removal of cases, contacts, and carriers of communicable diseases who are potentially dangerous to the public health. Okay, so what's the saying? We're going to remove people. This is literally, this is a literal document talking about removing people from their houses and taking them to a detention facility over health, right? This is New York. This is Governor Cuomo. And you got to listen to this. All, uh, um, removal and detention of cases, contacts, and carriers of this section shall be utilized in the event uh, that the governor as Como, declares a state of health emergency due to an epidemic of a communicable disease. Um, local health departments may order the removal and or detention of such persons or groups of persons by issuing a single order identifying such persons either by name or by reasonably specific description of the individuals or group being detained. So either by name or a reasonable description. Well, I think they look like them. Let's go take this person. A group of persons shall be detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premises designated by the governor or his or her delegate 
and complying with subdivision five of this section. It goes on and says a person who is detained, subdivision five, uh, pursuant to subdivision uh, two of this section shall, as is appropriate to the circumstances, have his or her medical condition and needs assessed and addressed on a regular basis and be detained in a manner that is consistent with recognized isolation. Wow. It goes on from there. Let me read a little bit more of this. Um, uh, uh, advise, uh, there's a need to advise the person or group being detained that whether or not they request release from detention, the governor or his or her delegate must obtain a court order authorizing detention within 60 days following the commencement of detention following the commencement of detention and thereafter must further seek court review of the detention within 90 days. So, so that you go and detain somebody and then it goes to court. I'm looking at this going, this is, this is just crazy. A person who is detained in a medical facility or other appropriate facility or premises shall not conduct himself or herself in a disorderly manner and shall not leave or attempt to leave such facility or premises until he or she is discharged pursuant to this section. And this just goes on and on like this. And I look at this and I go, this is just absolutely um, unbelievable. A notice advising the person or group being detained that they may uh, supply the addresses or uh, telephone numbers of friends, relatives to receive notification of the person's detention. The department shall at the detained person's request and the extent of feasible provide notice to reasonable number of such people and so forth. It just goes on and on. So basically you, you need to go there and read this for yourself. Essentially, it's like I said in the beginning, it's saying if they want to detain you or a group of people, they go. Uh, they don't need a search warrant or anything. They just apprehend you with force and they take you and they haul you off somewhere. You've been hearing about these FEMA camps going up all over the country. You got to start wondering what in the world is really going on. This is in New York. So I look, listen, I can look back in history and I'll look back to the Nazi days and see what was happening in, in uh, Eastern Europe. See what's going on with Germany. See what's going on with Poland, where there were a lot of these things that were coming out where the Jews were starting to be warned, hey, uh, this is going to go down. This is going to go down. It took a while, but eventually went to the point where the Jews started being rounded up, whether they were put into uh, ghettos or taken off to places like Auschwitz and Dachau and the various um, camps, uh, death camps is what they really were. Um, they were told, everybody's told it was for their safety, it's for the safety of everybody else. Listen, we're listening to a very similar rhetoric. We're going to go, back then they were taking them and putting them on trains, and they're saying, we're going to come and we're going to get you in New York. And I want you to think of this. We're hearing this type. Listen, in Ventura County, at the beginning of the lockdown, Ventura County, California, the beginning of the lockdown was February or March of uh, 2020. Um, the Ventura County Health Director uh, held a press conference, and, and in, in it he said, we're going to do this. We're going to go to homes. We're going to take people. We're going to detain them. We're going to put them somewhere else. We're going to take them. We're going to separate children from their families. And, and I saw it. Some of you probably saw that exact same thing. I saw it live. And, uh, and I know it happened. And then I was told, well, he didn't really mean that. No, he misspoke. No, it was just fake news. No, no, it really did happen. He really did say it. And then uh, the media, the mass media that's all covering for these kind of things said, no, 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 no. And now you can't find the story anywhere. Um, and then here it is. We have it in writing. We actually have it in writing now that this is the direction it's going. 
in New York. It's just confirming everything. They actually have it in writing. Assembly Bill uh, number A416 in New York. Friends, this is disturbing. And I want you to think of this has been happening in, in also in New York. You see the, the uh, Heredi communities there in New York. And uh, the governor's been after them. De Blasio's been after them. And you look, you go get a person or a group. I mean, what in the world's going on here? Uh, then you just watch all of the different labeling that's going on. Um, we saw last week with what happened on January 6th at the White House, and now all Trump supporters are, are uh, being labeled. Or we're going to go after all of them and uh, label them as terrorists and all this kind of thing. All the different rhetoric, all you churches that are open. Yeah, I can, you, you can see which direction all of this is going. Friends, it's disturbing. Because number three, what do we see? We see the will of Antichrist, the way of Antichrist. Number three, the wickedness of Antichrist. Again, verse 36. He will uh, exalt and magnify himself above every God, speak blasphemies against the God of heaven, and shall prosper till the wrath has been accomplished, and what's determined shall be done, God says. It shall be done. Antichrist is a judgment, uh, but he is wicked, and we already see this development of, his, of, of that wicked mindset and how it's working out in our world. We, we watch it. Revelation chapter 13 tells us of the time that is coming. It will be granted to Antichrist to make war with the saints and to overcome them. Uh, so what's the narrative? Or what's the, what's the, uh, um, uh, what is it that we're seeing in the media right now? Along with if you voted for Trump or if you're a Trump supporter, you're, you're a terrorist. You know, we're hearing that kind of talk. If you're Christian, uh, you're, you're trouble. Uh, here's the I don't know if you saw this article this past week. Um, Pro-abortion doctor accuses Lila Rose of domestic terrorism for posting a pro-life tweet. So we can see the direction all of this is going. You are being labeled if you stand up for what is righteous and what is true. Listen, we are being prepared for the kingdom of Antichrist. So when the Bible tells us this is going to be the character of Antichrist, look, the Bible tells us that. God tells us this so that we can understand the days in which we live. Folks, it's not social distancing. It is social conditioning. And now I know you've heard this, that now the white Christian is being labeled also, I know you've heard it as a terrorist. In 2021, you better hold on to your, you better be fastened in with your seatbelt because I'm telling you, you think 2020 was rough. Wait till you see what's coming in 2021. These people, inspired by the devil, want to drive these things and, and they are going to continue to drive them. And a black person who happens to be a Christian or, or a, a may have voted for Trump is labeled as a, a black racist against black people. I mean, you hear the, the, the things that are being said, and it's all against righteousness. But the devil himself is the wicked one. Here's the good news. Uh, Jesus is coming again. And when he comes, man, he's coming out of the clouds, and he's going to come to the valley of uh, Jezreel, Armageddon, and he is going to cast the Antichrist, this one that we're talking about right now. Uh, he's going to cast the Antichrist and the false prophet into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever and ever, and those who worshipped them. I look and think, man, the world world we are living in, the wicked one, 
unbelievable what is happening. Um, let's move on. Number four, there's only five. So this is the fourth one. Just one more after this. It's the worship of Antichrist. We talked a little bit about this already. But the Antichrist will place himself above everyone and everything else. He will show no regard for any authority except for himself. He won't care about the rest, uh, about the best interest of the people. He might say he does, but he doesn't. And again, the talk is going to be as for your safety as you're getting hauled off. He won't care if his policies harm the people. He will do what he pleases. He won't be subject to anyone but himself. He's not listening to a cabinet or anyone else. He's acting according to his own will. And that also transfers over to his own worship. A, he thinks only of himself. Note the phrase in verse 37, he shall regard neither the God of his fathers. Uh, what, is, what does that mean? Uh, I'm reading from the New King James Bible. Um, note that the NASB, New American Standard Bible, translates this as, he will show no regard for the gods of his uh, fathers. That's a small g, New King James and King James have big G for God, meaning the God of heaven, Jehovah. Um, and the uh, CJB says he will, the complete Jewish Bible says he will show no respect for the gods his ancestors worshipped. Um, so what does this mean? In fact, the only, I, I looked at about 20 different versions. Only two of them uh, translated this as uh, the God of heaven, Jehovah God, uh, G, um, big G, that was New King James and King James. Um, all the other translations uh, translated this with a, a small uh, G. So what does this mean? Uh, it, well, it could mean that it is speaking of the God of heaven uh, that uh, Jews think of and Christians, Jehovah, Yahweh. Um, or, as others conclude, it's referencing a pagan god or gods, a religion that is not Jewish nor Christian that the Antichrist grew up with. Um, and in that, there's some that speculate that this is a small g in all these other translations. The Antichrist grew up in it with a Muslim background. But others, because this says a God of his fathers, have concluded that Antichrist also, uh, therefore, couldn't be Muslim. He must be Jewish. So which is it? There's some who say Antichrist is going to be Muslim based on this. Others say Antichrist is going to be Jewish based on this. It depends on uh, where you lean in your interpretation of uh, these verses. Um, in fact, there's many that say that the Antichrist must be Jewish because the Jews wouldn't receive him unless the Messiah was Jewish. Um, I understand that reasoning, except my, my thought is it, it rolls along these lines. I don't believe the, the Jews ever fully receive him as Messiah. They recognize, perhaps, as my friend uh, Bill Salas says, he's going to be the one that with this covenant of Daniel chapter 9, he's going to uh, be the one to make sure the Jews can build their temple. And, and there's many Jews who say it's the Messiah that's going to help them build the temple. But here's the problem is when he sits in the temple, you know this from 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 and uh, from Matthew chapter 24, when he sits in the temple to be worshipped as, as God, 
also from Revelation chapter uh, 12, um, when he sits in the temple to be worshipped as God, the Jews have the aha moment to say, he is not the Messiah. So uh, how do they really accept him as being the Messiah? Maybe some do. Some will argue, well, two-thirds of the Jews do, one-third of the Jews don't. I don't know, but I don't necessarily see that uh, the that Antichrist is Jewish based on uh, this verse. What I do know is Antichrist is a deceiver, and Antichrist, I also know this, will uh, uh, not worship Jehovah if he has brought up Jewish or Christian, nor will he worship Allah. He's not if he if that's what this is alluding to. If he has brought up Muslim, nor any other god. If he was Hindu or whatever. The bottom line is this: he thinks only of himself and worships only himself. Here's a fact in regards to Antichrist: he will use the religion of the last days and his sidekick, the false prophet, in order to advance his position. As king of the world. Once he gets where he wants to be in the last day's religion, uh, where he wants to be, the last day's religion will be destroyed. So he doesn't worship, if there's, there's no other religion, he is the religion. That's the thought here. He's it. There isn't anything else. And so it doesn't matter what, what, what kind of background he comes from. But there's people that want to figure out who Antichrist is, so they start making all these different calculations. I'm not concerned about that. I'm concerned with who Jesus Christ is, but also the Bible tells me what to look for. So when I look at a passage like this, I can go, oh man, we are being set up for Antichrist. We're almost there. Jesus, my Lord and King, uh, must soon be coming. Listen, once Antichrist gets what he wants, he will do away with that last day's religion. Revelation chapter 17 uh, tells us, the ten horns which you saw on the beast, these will hate the harlot and make her desolate and naked and eat her flesh and burn her with fire. In other words, they're going to get rid of that last day's religion that was used to promote the kingdom of Antichrist and that of the false prophet. Um, and then it continues there and says, for God has put it into their hearts to fulfill his purpose, to be of one mind and to give their kingdom kingdom to the beast until the words are fulfilled. So we look at that and say, okay, so they're going to get their kingdom. They're going to do away with that last day's religion. Uh, the Antichrist only thinks of, a, thinks of himself, and he also thinks he is the Messiah. Now, here's something real easy to remember regarding Antichrist. Uh, as with God uh, of the Bible, there is the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? So, with the unholy trinity of the last days, there's Satan, Antichrist, and the false prophet. So you got the Holy Trinity, then you have the unholy trinity. Remember this, Satan is a copycat. He always copies God. Herein also, note the phrase in verse 37. Look at this. Interesting. He shall regard neither the God of his fathers nor the desire of women, nor any God, nor regard any God. So what does this mean, nor the desire of women? women. So many have concluded, and I know there's going to be some of you that want to disagree with me on this. That's fine. But I think I'm right. Uh, many have concluded over the years that because of this, Antichrist will be homosexual. In fact, with the heightened awareness of homosexuality in our culture, many more prophecy teachers have jumped on that bandwagon. But I don't believe that's what this means. It doesn't mean he's not homosexual. That, that's not what this is about. 
but it doesn't mean this isn't a reference to his uh, sexual preference. Listen, this passage is not about sexual orientation. This passage is about Antichrist not worshiping any other God. That's what the passage is. Listen, listen, listen. Context, context, context. And I can imagine, so you're right now arguing on YouTube, just chill out for a minute and, and, and look at this. Just work through this logically, biblically, look at the Word and look at it in context. Remove all your preconceived notions about everything else you've, all, you've ever heard. And think through this with me. The context dictates the meaning. Always remember context. The desire of women for Jewish women has been the desire to be the mother of the Messiah. Again, let me bring up the complete Jewish Bible translation for this phrase because, because it becomes very clear. Daniel chapter 11 verse 37 in the CJB complete Jewish Bible says, He will show no respect for the gods his ancestors worshipped or for the god women worship. This is not about sexual orientation. It's the desire, listen, the desire of Jewish women was to give birth to the Messiah. That's what's going on here. You want to argue with me some more? Let's look at this. Haggai uh, chapter 2 verse 7. God says, I will shake all nations, and they shall come to the desire of all nations. This is an Old Testament name or title for Jesus. And likewise, the desire of women is the desire to be the mother of the Messiah. This verse is teaching that the Antichrist doesn't care anything about the Messiah. He thinks he is the Messiah. That's what this passage is about. Um, it, it's, it, it's not about sexual orientation. Um, so much does he think he is the Messiah. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 4 says, He opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped, so that he sits as God in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Again, this passage in Daniel is teaching that Antichrist doesn't care anything about the Messiah. That's what it is. That's the context of it. It's not context of sexual orientation. Listen to me. If you're still arguing, <laughs> listen and think through this. Look at the context. This would be really weird. Everything that's going on here, all of a sudden you throw in, hey, these, and by the way, here's the sexual orientation. It doesn't even fit. It doesn't make any sense. And I know there's a lot of teachers that would disagree with me. So what? Let them disagree with me. There's teachers that disagree with me on whether or not there's a 200 million army coming out of China. I say, no, there's not. And, and, and I can show you that in Revelation chapter 9 or Revelation chapter 16. And then I can simply just do the math with you. It doesn't even work. It doesn't even make any sense. And the passages are speaking of two completely different judgments. Here, it is context. There, Revelation uh, chapter 9 16 about Chinese army. That's context. This is context. Stick to the context. Doesn't mean Antichrist isn't homosexual. He may be, but that's not the context of this. The context is Antichrist thinks 
He's the Messiah, and he would demand to be worshipped as Messiah. Very last thing, number five, it's the wars of Antichrist. Verse 38 again, but in their place he shall exalt himself above them all, above all gods, in their place. However, he shall honor a god of fortresses, and a god which his fathers did not know he shall honor with gold and silver, with precious stones, and with pleasant things. Verse 39, then he shall act against the strongest fortresses with a foreign God, which he shall acknowledge and advance its glory, and he shall cause them to rule over many. So what is this? This is the last thing. Uh, to honor a God of fortresses means that he will place his confidence in military power. Um, no matter what country, no matter what political party is in control, it seems that all the leaders of countries are all saying, well, we spend too much money on, on uh, military, or people are running for office, too much money's going into military until they get into office, and then it all becomes about the military. And if it doesn't, you, you get removed from office. Uh, but that's the, way, that's the way leaders are all throughout the world, and all throughout history. It's more and more and more building uh, my God of fortresses. That's what this Antichrist is really going to be about being about the God of fortresses. By the way, I, I'm going to throw this out there too. Uh, it's believed, at least this is my belief, when it comes to the last days in order to bring about the kingdom of Antichrist and to enforce all of the laws that are going to be coming about, um, there must be some type of multi national force uh, that's going to dominate the world, a police force, a war force, wh whatever it is, a mix of the two. And I believe that what's happening right now or what has been happening in 2020, you're only going to hear more of it in 2021, the defund the police. It's really about this. It's about, this is, say, listen, listen, the things are happening, it's a, we're in a spiritual battle. We don't battle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers in the dark places. That's what's happening right now, is um, uh, it's a spiritual battle. The talk of defunding the police, listen, they're not going to go without a police force, a war force. It's going to remove the police as we've known it in America, and they're going to be replaced with this police force, this, this horrible force. Uh, and, and that's what's going to happen. That, uh, this is satanic. This is the devil behind these things. Let's take these excuses to remove the police, get rid of them, and bring in the police that the enemy wants to bring in. That's what's going on. I firmly believe it. Our world is being set up for the final days. Again, you look at the Bible, God gives us the Bible so we can understand the days in which we live. Again, Daniel chapter 12, we'll see it later, not yet. Uh, the wicked will see it, they won't understand. But in that day, the wise will see what's going on, they'll look at the Bible, and they will understand. Note that the, the God of Antichrist, he will use his gold and silver and precious things to, to bring about his military power. And we note here, this will be real quick, uh, artificial peace begins his kingdom. It begins his kingdom. Um, it's going to be fake peace. We've talked about that before. Daniel chapter 9, that covenant. He's going to break the covenant. Isaiah chapter 28, that covenant is going to be uh, broken. The artificial peace is going to begin his kingdom. Also, I think it's Daniel chapter 8, where it's, uh, by peace he will destroy many. Revelation chapter 6, the rider on the white horse, he has a bow with no arrows. By peace and diplomacy, he's, he, and he's going to bring about this artificial peace in the Mideast between Israel and 
the other nations, uh, and, and uh, it's going to be fake. It's going to be a plan to trap uh, Israel. Uh, think of this. Do you remember Mikhail Gorbachev, the former president of the Soviet Union? At a news conference in Madrid, Spain, he said several years ago, the victims of the, nine, uh, of the September 11 attack on the United States will not have died in vain if, get this, the world leaders use the crisis to create a new world order. If we maintain a coalition, we could get a new world order desirable for us all. Such a world order is desirable to the Antichrist and the unsaved world, and the Antichrist will have his peace plans in place with the help of the last day's religion and sidekick uh, the false prophet. Everything is going that way again. The Bible tells us these things, and we have it in his word. God wants us to know. So the wise will understand that we would be ready and that we would look up uh, knowing uh, that, we, that uh, we're doing what God tells us to do, to watch, to be ready, to watch and to pray, to be excited about his coming, to not be uh, afraid. Our world is set up for the final days. Uh, artificial peace begins his kingdom. A real war defines his kingdom. We're not going to get there uh, today. We don't have time to do it. Uh, but uh, when you get to verses 40 through 45, the last part of chapter 11, we find out, we're going to find out that uh, the, that's where I would put the battle of Armageddon. Uh, Antichrist is going to have, he's going to be tearing apart countries. But there's also, check this out, we're going to see when we get there, not everybody submits to Antichrist and not everybody loses to Antichrist. And we're going to find out. By the way, America's not there. Just saying, all right? Uh, we'll, we're going to see that in, in uh, Daniel chapter, uh, later at the very ending of Daniel chapter 11. Um, uh, quite possibly next week as we talk about the, the peace plan too. But as we look at this, uh, real war defines his kingdom. Artificial peace begins his kingdom. And then uh, what does he do? He wars against the nations. Um, what are we told of him warring against the nations? He shall subdue, uh, put down uh, three kings. Uh, and also, Revelation chapter 13, verse 4, uh, talking about his real war, the Bible says, who is like the beast, who is able to make war with him. He's going to be like unstoppable no matter what you do. Uh, you're going to be locked up. You're going to be taken to detention camps. And all these things are going on. You will not be able to stand against him. Um, and, and it's during that tribulation period, listen, where you're going to be uh, required to receive the mark of the beast. And to worship him, to buy or sell. Listen, you think it's hard now, it's going to be harder then. I hope you know that the Lord, listen, know the Lord. If you don't know the Lord, you're going to be going through that. But if you do know the Lord, you're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in there. First Thessalonians chapter 4, you're going to be raptured into heaven. And then the tribulation is going to come. Then the Antichrist is going to be revealed. Um, he wars with nations. He wars with Israel. We know that from various passages in the Bible. I'll only give you a couple of them here because we're wrapping up. Revelation chapter 12 verse 17 says, The dragon was enraged with the woman, and he went to make war with the rest of her offspring. The woman is the nation of Israel. All kinds of religions that say, say other things in Revelation chapter 12. Listen, it's just foolishness. It's just foolishness. Um, Matthew chapter 24, Jesus confirmed this, there will be great tribulations such as not been since uh, the beginning of, of the world until this time. No, nor ever shall be. And unless those days were shortened, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days will be shortened. 
And then Jesus also says in there, make sure that you fl your flight is not on the Sabbath. And he talks about the abomination of desolation, talking about the Jewish people. Uh, specifically uh, during the tribulation of those days. So he makes war against the nation of Israel. Anti-Semitism is going to increase. Uh, finally, he wars with Jesus, and we're going to wrap it up here. And guess what, folks? <laughs> it's not going to go well for him. Jesus, as I already mentioned, will cast him into the lake of fire forever and ever and ever. Listen, let me wrap it up here just with this thought. Uh, the Bible tells us, Jesus himself said, when you see all these things begin to take place, look up for your redemption draws near. All of these things. You look at what's going on in society right now, you look at this, you go, oh man, the Lord is coming soon. And He wants us to, do, to know that. He wants us to look up with expectation. He wants us to not be afraid. Um, uh, Jesus also said uh, that there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. The sea and the waves will be roaring. And men's hearts will, f uh, will fail them from the fear and expectation of what is coming upon the planet. People are afraid. They are living in fear right now. That fear is going to increase. And then Jesus says, when you see these things begin to take place, look up, your redemption draws near. Listen, if you know the Lord, praise the Lord. You're going to be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. Uh, the tribulation is coming. The tribulation is a judgment upon the world, specifically God's wrath. It's not just persecution. It's not just tribulation like people go through. It is God's wrath upon an unbelieving world. But listen, if you don't know the Lord, I'm going to challenge you right now. Do you know Him? You look at all the things that are taking place. The Bible is the only thing that tells us the truth. There's so much news out there that is so fake and so phony, and it just takes you all over the place. God's Word will center you, and God's Word will let you know, I am coming for you. Uh, listen, this is what I know as a believer. This earth is as close as I'm ever getting to hell. But if you don't know the Lord, this earth is as close as you ever get to heaven. That's not good. Man, I couldn't imagine this being my heaven. That's a frightening thing. I can't wait. I'm going to be home with the Lord one day. If you don't know the Lord, ask Him to forgive you and repent of your sins. What does it mean to repent? To make a U-turn, to turn from your sin and surrender to the Lord. Listen, if you ask Him to forgive you, repent of your sins, the Lord Jesus Christ will forgive you. Until next week, we're going to be carrying on from here. I'm looking very forward to being back with you guys. Uh, God bless. By the way, you can send me your questions. I would love to answer them here on Sunday night. Send them to me this week. You can email them to me. That's the easiest way to get them to me through HopeForOurTimes.com. God bless. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, HopeForOurTimes.com, and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.